completely away by the force of the lightning blast. They marked the spot and went to fetch the woodcutter and his team of horses and led them to the exploded oak. A few days later, the woodcutter and his crew cut down the ancient oak and dragged it to the sawmill. Tom was happy to have found the lightning-struck tree and turned to congratulate Liana on their good fortune. But the girl was nowhere to be found. She had disappeared completely, just like her mother. The evil spirits of the forest had snatched her away. At the sawmill, the great tree was sliced into boards, and the boards delivered to the carpenter's shop. There, with much sadness and toil, it was fashioned into a bed for the prince. When three months had passed, the prince came for his bed. He was delighted with the workmanship and the carving of the lightning bolt on the headboard. He gladly paid Tom triple the price, and as his servants loaded the heavy bed onto his wagon, the prince asked the carpenter if he could find a half-burnt tree and fashion a few chairs from the wood. "'I'm willing to pay handsomely for your time and effort,' said the prince. "'Leave it to us,' said the old man. Come back in three months, and we'll have something for you. So the prince shook Tom's hand, climbed on his horse, and followed his wagon home. In the fall, Tom and Adriana went into the woods to look for a half-burnt tree, while keeping an eye out for Liana, his youngest daughter. It was autumn. The trees were filled with color and crisp leaves littered the ground. They looked where there had been great forest fires in years past and found only the burnt husks of dead trees. But after a great deal of looking, they found a huge maple tree scarred on one side by fire, yet still alive, its crown of leaves as red as if it were still ablaze. They called for the woodcutter and his team of horses and led them to the half-burnt tree. The woodcutter and his sons cut down the huge maple, and the horses dragged it out of the forest. Tom was happy to have found the half-burnt tree and turned to congratulate Adriana on their good fortune. But, look and call as he may, the girl was nowhere to be found. She had disappeared completely, just like her mother and her sister. The evil spirits of the forest had snatched her away. The woodcutters dragged the great maple to the sawmill, where it was sliced into boards and delivered to the carpenter's shop. There, with much sadness and toil, it was fashioned into six fine chairs for the prince. When three months had passed, the prince came to pick up his chairs. He was delighted with the fine craftsmanship and especially admired the carving of flames on each chair's back. He gladly paid Tom triple the price while his men loaded the heavy chairs onto the wagon. He asked the carpenter if he could find a wind-twisted tree and fashion a table from it. I'm willing to pay a handsome price for your time and effort, said the prince. Leave it to us, said the old man. Come back in three months and we'll have something for you. So the prince shook Tom's hand climbed on his horse, and followed his wagon home. It was winter. Wind and storm made travel through the forest hard work. 
Deep snowdrifts made walking difficult, but Tom and Pearl went out to search for a wind-twisted tree, all the while keeping an eye out for Pearl's missing sisters. They found many trees the wind had knocked over, their great trunks flat on the icy ground and their roots in the air. But of the missing girls they saw no sign. Finally, after much searching, they came upon a hollow deep in the forest, a place surrounded by steep hills where the wind was made to swirl around. There they found an enormous pine tree that grew in a spiral, its trunk and branches twisted around like a corkscrew. That is our tree, said Tom. So they marked the spot and went in search of the woodcutter and his crew and led them to the twisted pine. The woodcutter and his crew cut down the enormous tree and the horses dragged it out of the forest. Tom was